0: I wanna share a quote from Nathaniel Brandon. No one is coming to save you. No one is coming to make life right for you. No one is coming to solve your problems. If you don't do something, nothing is going to get better. The dream of a rescuer who will deliver us may offer a kind of comfort, but it leaves us passive and powerless. This is the kind of self-deception one pays for with one's life as it drains away into the abyss of unredeemable possibilities and irretrievable days, months, decades. This is Invincible Career, and I'm Larry Cornett. I see too many people stuck in a holding pattern in their lives and careers. If you push, you find out that they already know what they should do. They just refuse to accept it. In some cases, it seems like they're waiting for a hero to come along and rescue them. The problems they're facing feel insurmountable. Taking action feels too scary. They don't feel capable for one reason or another. Well, I have some bad news, (laughs) unfortunately. Politicians aren't going to save you or the planet. Leaders aren't going to rescue you or look after your career any better than you can. A talent agent isn't going to magically discover you at your day job. An editor isn't going to pull a draft off your laptop and run screaming to a publisher, look at this masterpiece. We must publish this. I mean, no one cares more about you than you do, except maybe your mom. So I want you to repeat after me. No one is coming to save me. No one cares about my future more than I do. I have to step up and become the hero in my own story. I'm sure there is something that you want to do, but you haven't made it happen yet. There's a change you want to make in your life, but you've been holding back and you haven't taken the first step. You probably want something more out of your career. Most of us do, but you keep waiting and waiting. So answer these questions truthfully. Be honest, even if it hurts to say it out loud. What excuses am I making? Why am I not taking action? What am I waiting for? What am I afraid of? Do I want to live with the regret of not trying for the rest of my life? What's the worst that could happen if I do take action? What's the best that could happen? It isn't that you don't know what to do. Okay, maybe there are some things that you don't know yet that you need to learn, you need to practice, you want to master those skills. And that's part of why I exist. (laughs) That's That's why I have this business. If you want to work with me, check me out at newsletter.invinciblecareer.com. I'm happy to help. But I would guess that you really do know what you should be doing. There isn't some secret to success that only a few people at the top have discovered. I mean, are there really any secrets to success anymore? We have millions of books, millions and millions of websites that are available on our phones, on our laptops, so easy to get access to. They're loaded with stories of advice, you know, tons of success and recommendations. You know what to do. There are more than enough examples to follow. We all have the knowledge. If that knowledge is so evident, so obvious that it feels like common sense, then why doesn't it become standard practice? Why isn't everyone doing what it takes to get ahead, to succeed? It isn't that people don't know what it takes to achieve success. It's that most people aren't willing to do what it takes to achieve success. They never overcome that inertia to even get started. And they don't sustain the effort required either. Or they bail as soon as things become uncomfortable or painful or they experience a setback or have some failure. They're like, not working. I give up. I just saw somebody talking about this today. They coach people in LinkedIn strategies and somebody said, oh, I've been doing it for three months. It's not working. I quit. (laughs) It's like things take longer. The person who was sharing this advice said, you know, I was building my business, my side hustle and doing the writing, all kinds of other stuff for five years before I made any money, five years, taking consistent action, despite Uncertainty, fear, and discomfort, despite failure, despite the fact that it takes a long time, that's what sets the winners apart from the masses. Successful people make things happen. If there is any secret to adopting the successful habits that generate successful results, I think it comes down to three things. Accountability, commitment, and integrity. Winners take the knowledge that is available to all of us and they take action. They actually do something with it. So it's these three forces, accountability, commitment, and integrity that drive them to succeed in building their new habits because it is about your daily habits. What do you keep doing over and over again? So the first one, accountability. Accountability is an incredibly powerful psychological tool. We're social animals. When I've witnessed people fail to make a positive change in their life, it can often be traced to a lack of accountability. No one is watching, so who cares, right? No one's going to see me fail. I give up. On the flip side, I also know people who are able to turn around a failed plan of creating habits by adding accountability. Once they knew that others were aware of their success or their failure, it made them renew their efforts. They're like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh, now somebody's watching. Somebody's going to see if I succeed. Somebody's going to see if I fail. I've got to make an effort. And why is that? It's because they were finally accountable to someone else. They didn't want to disappoint that person. They made a promise and they were reluctant to let that person down. I experienced this firsthand with my own journey back to fitness. And I've talked about this before. This started like uh, 12, 13 years ago. And the most significant change in my exercise habits came from the four years I spent doing CrossFit. I had dabbled in exercise for over a decade, probably most of my life, but I knew no one was watching. No one cared. I wanted to sleep in when I felt tired. It was all too easy. Just pull the blankets back up, skip my morning workout. It's cold. I'm tired. I didn't get enough sleep last night. No one's going to see. No one cares. I'll just go back to bed. Love it or hate it. And I know a lot of people hate it. CrossFit changed that for me. I mean, yes, there was certainly a decent amount of knowledge and skill acquisition, thanks to my coach, which did help me set, which did help set me on a better path. But knowing that my CrossFit group was waiting every morning helped me get out of bed, even on the coldest days. Picturing the disappointment of my lifting partner kept me showing up. Todd would be upset with me, and he was, if I didn't show up. (laughs) So even if I desperately wanted to skip that day, I knew he was waiting, so I showed up. I was accountable to the group, and I knew it. They would hold me to that promise, and I experienced their disappointment if I did happen to miss a session. There was always someone who would say, Wow, nice of you to show up today. Where in the heck were you yesterday? (laughs) Uh, They gave me tons of grief. I recently interviewed Bridget Granger. She's the founder of Supporty. I had her on my podcast. Her startup is all about helping people find accountability partners. If you're interested, check out that uh, episode and that newsletter. Just go to newsletter.invinciblecrew.com. You can search for Bridget Granger. You can search for Supporty and find it. She shared a similar story about her running buddy she showed up to run on the coldest Boston mornings because she knew her friend was waiting. She couldn't give up and stay home. (laughs) As human beings, we want to belong. We seek approval and acceptance. We avoid the disapproval of the group. Find the right people who will support and encourage your new habit. Make yourself accountable to them. And you'll significantly increase your odds of sustained success. I know I've shared this data before, but I'm going to talk about it again because it still blows my mind. This is from the Association for Talent Development. They performed a study on accountability and they found the following probabilities of accomplishing a goal. 10% if you simply have a goal in mind. So if you have a goal that you want to achieve, think about it, maybe even write it down. Your probability of accomplishing that is about 10%. That jumps to 25% if you consciously decide that you will achieve it. You're like, I am going to make this happen. I'm going to achieve this goal. 25%. It'll go to 40% if you set a date by which you will achieve it. That's why planning's important. Creating a roadmap is important. Saying I'm going to finish writing my book by December 15th of next year jumps to 40%. If you create a plan for how you're going to do it, your probability of success goes to 50%. So now not just a time, not just committing, make it a plan. Like actually figuring out how you're going to do it. Still 50-50 though. 65% 65% chance of success if you make a promise to someone else that you will do it. This is the accountability piece. But check this out if you make specific accountability appointments with that person, like you're going to have a check in every week or two, your probability of accomplishing your goal goes to 95%. That's incredible. I've experienced this with my own efforts. I see it when I coach people one-on-one. If you're interested in working with me, you can check it out. I have a link in the newsletter, newsletter newsletter.invinciblecareer.com. But that's one of the biggest things I do with people is we have regular check-ins over Slack, or we'll do Zoom calls, and it really helps people stay on track. At some point, once your habits are established, you may be able to create a plan to be accountable to yourself. I mean, that's what I did. I transitioned to doing that after my time at CrossFit. I'm still working out every day and I'm not doing CrossFit anymore. I mean, I I know what I need to do. I have a clear training program. I have a schedule. I'm pretty hard on myself. When I tell myself that I will work out for an hour and I'm going to do this many sets and this many reps, and this is the weight I'm going to do, I refuse to stop until I do it. I don't want to let my future self down. So the next thing is commitment. So I read an interesting article by Mark Manson. It's linked in the newsletter. If you go online, it's related to success, happiness, and struggles in life. And there's a quote from it. What determines your success isn't what do you want to enjoy? The question is, what pain do you want to sustain? The quality of your life is not determined by the quality of your positive experiences, but the quality of your negative experiences. And to get good at dealing with negative experiences is to get good at dealing with life. Life is not all pleasure. It takes hard work. I mean, it's a little stressful. Growth requires stress commitment is your plan to see things through and persist through that discomfort and pain. It's the promise that you make to your accountability partners. It means that you will commit to fulfilling that promise, even when it would be easier to give up. It's always easier to give up. You commit to a long-term goal over short-term pleasure. And I think you've seen that. People who can think in terms of what they want in the long run and are willing to work hard and give up some of the easy wins and short-term pleasures of life, do better. They succeed more. And I'm not saying you should never enjoy life in the moment. You should. But this is the whole grasshopper and ant. It's like, you've got to plan a little bit for the future. You've got to work hard. You have to give up some of the easy, fun things in life to have long-term goals come true. When you commit to the people who hold you accountable, breaking that commitment must have consequences. Sometimes those consequences can come from the person or the group. You know, they're disappointed in you. They shun you or even they kick you out of the group. That happens. There are people who can't commit and they won't show up and they get kicked out. Lifelong change comes when you internalize the consequences of abandoning your integrity. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. Because there's not always going to be somebody around. You've got to be able to moderate yourself. You've got to be able to commit to yourself. Winners also commit to a process. A daily practice, a habit, often will beat goal setting. And goal setting and setting a goal can feel a little fuzzy and intangible. It can feel a little too far out there. It's one thing to say, I'm going to publish a book. And that's just so fuzzy and amorphous. But if you say, I'm going to write for an hour every day, that's very concrete. And sometimes, you know, the luster of that goal, the shine, the attractiveness, it can lose its shine in the face of adversity. Goals suddenly don't become quite as attractive when you're encountering a lot of friction in the here and now. Therefore, successful people tend to structure their lives to optimize their chances of continuous progress. They set themselves up for positive habits. They make negative habits harder to perform. That's that whole thing of, I need this. It's like if I put... Easy-to-eat foods that I know aren't that great for me, like potato chips in the house, I have a really hard time not reaching into the bag. I'm more successful if that food never makes it into the home. It's easier for me to eat healthy if healthy food is easily available. If I have a bowl of fruit, if I have vegetables right there in the fridge, you have to structure your life to give yourself the best odds of being successful. Will Durant, quote, We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but a habit. And James Clear often talks about habits as well in his book, Atomic Habits. And then there's integrity. When people with deep integrity give their word, they keep their word. If they say they're going to do something, they will do it. They have aligned their behavior with their internal values. No ifs, ands, or buts. They don't make excuses. There's no hedging. They don't complain. They just do it. It is this integrity that makes accountability work even better. Sadly, I have known people who were accountable to others, and they were aware of that accountability. Yet, they still let those people down. When you ask about it, they'll make excuses and they'll say, oh, there's this, there's that. Here are all the reasons I couldn't follow through on my commitment. But really it comes down to they didn't have integrity. Accountability occurs when you make a promise to others or even yourself that you will do something. Possessing integrity means that you will honor that promise because doing so is in alignment with the values that you hold dear. What's so important to you, the way you see yourself. One of my favorite books is Conscious Business, How to Build Value Through Values. It's by Fred Kaufman. I've talked about Fred before. I had the good fortune to be in a workshop with Fred when I was an executive and love his book. Worked with one of his coaches he talks about the importance of essential integrity. He even goes so far as to claim that happiness is tied to integrity, not necessarily achieving success. That you can still be happy even if you fail, as long as you maintained your integrity. You did what you said you were going to do. There's a quote from Fred. Most people believe that happiness is an outcome. A result that accrues to the winner. This is just not true. Happiness comes from integrity rather than success, from behavior in alignment with essential values rather than winning or losing. So not only will integrity help you remain accountable to achieve your goals, it may even lead to greater happiness. We have all experienced how bad it feels to behave in ways that aren't aligned with our values and beliefs. Maintaining your integrity ensures that it won't occur. So you have to optimize for your own success. I know that making a change is hard. It's not easy to make changes in your life. Giving up bad habits feels impossible at times. Establishing new positive habits It can feel insurmountable. I can't even get it to work, right? I can't get it to stick. So commit to a consistent daily process. Start small. That's important. Don't try to boil the ocean. Start small, but simply keep going and do not stop. Actions create progress. Progress fuels accomplishments. And just to share some examples of starting small and just Doing it every day. I do some of these, it depends on what your goals are. So you have to figure out what they are for you. For example, journal every day as you enjoy your morning coffee or tea. It doesn't take that long. (laughs) You're already drinking your coffee. You're already trying to wake up for the day. Journaling is a powerful exercise. I've talked about that before. That's one simple positive habit that you can add and just do it every day, no matter no matter how small, just write a couple of sentences if you feel like it. If you want to write, and I recommend that too, I've talked about that, set a timer and just write for at least 15 minutes every day. That's it. If the words are flowing, well, keep going. When the timer stops, just keep writing. When you're in a flow state, take advantage of it. But worst case, it's only 15 minutes. It's only 15 minutes that you have to write. Commit to working out every day. Everyone should be working out. If you are physically capable, you should find something to do, whether it's weightlifting, running, walking, yoga, tennis, cycling, swimming. You should find your thing. You know, even if you only do 15 minutes of like warming up and some stretches and you just start to exercise, that's a good start do that even on days when you don't feel like it there are days i wake up and i just don't feel like working out i'm tired i have a headache it's just not it just don't feel like i want to do it and i'm often surprised to discover that if i just make myself do 15 minutes i'm like i'm just going to do it for 15 minutes i can do anything for 15 minutes by the time i get to the end i it's like okay i'll keep going you know i feel better now i'm warmed up if you really, really don't, you still feel terrible. Stop. At least you did 15 minutes. Every week, try to spend an hour reading a book, reading from a book that contributes to your professional development or your personal growth. I have a huge stack of books and (laughs) a Kindle next to my bed. Where are you going to get an hour? Oh, I don't know. Steal the time from Netflix. So many people are watching Netflix, YouTube, Hulu, Amazon Prime, whatever your thing is. Take that time from something that's really not that great for you. I mean, it doesn't do much to help you advance yourself or grow and read a book instead. Spend 30 minutes networking every week. And that's probably going to be online. Thanks to the pandemic. Um yeah, it can be just going on LinkedIn and messaging a few people that you want to reconnect with. Maybe you do a zoom call with somebody. It's powerful. So many of my clients get their best jobs from their network. The warm introductions, finding jobs that are kind of in the hidden market. It's all networking. You don't have to do the usual cocktail party networking. I hate that, but Reconnecting with old friends and coworkers you enjoyed working with, that's not so bad. So commit to 30 minutes a week. It will do wonders for your career. Spend an hour working on the future of your career. Like spend an hour thinking about how do I want to continue my professional development? What is my plan for my career? What do I want next? What's the next move for me? What's a great company I could go work for? What do I need to learn? What skills do I need to acquire? Who do I need to connect with to continue to advance my career? I mean, that hour you spend maybe just on the weekend working on your career can translate to tens of thousands of dollars. I mean, isn't that worth it? Or maybe you want to work on your dream business plan. A lot of people would love to leave their nine to five and start their own business, work with people you enjoy seeing every day. It's quite different. I love my business. It's very different than uh, my working life before. So make a promise that you will make the change you want most in your life. Make a promise to yourself. Make a promise to honor your commitment. Maintain your integrity to deliver on that promise. And finally, use accountability. It's the most powerful tool that you have to help keep yourself honest. Find someone you trust to keep you on track. Ask that person to hold you accountable. And very important, (laughs) schedule regular check-ins to track your progress, to check in with each other. If you're the kind of person who can hold yourself accountable, great. That's fantastic. But you know yourself. You know, if you can do that, you know, if it doesn't work for you, if you need to be accountable to someone else to ensure that you follow through, find that accountability partner. I play that role for my clients. That's a big part of what I do. I'm that person that can hold them accountable. I do have a process and I often have unique insights because I can see things from a different perspective. That's the nice thing about working with someone that's outside of yourself I can see things that you can't see. You're too close to it. But many of my clients know what they should be doing to invest in themselves and to invest in their careers. They know. I'll share some advice with them and they'll literally say, I know, I know I really should be doing that. Thanks for the reminder though. And thanks for giving me that kick in the butt. It's like, they know. But if I keep telling them and checking in every week and saying, did you do it? Did you do it? they'll finally do it when they've been putting it off for months or even years. Sometimes all we need is that kick in the butt. We need someone to believe in us. We need someone to encourage us. We need someone to remind us why we started this journey in the first place. We usually know what we need to do. We just need a gentle push to keep us doing it. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you would like to follow upcoming releases of the show, please subscribe. And as always, I appreciate your ratings and reviews. Thank you. If you would like to learn more about Invincible Career and the podcast, you can visit InvincibleCareer.com. Until next time, I wish you the best of luck in becoming an opportunity magnet for the best things in life.